Yes, in spirit, in audio. Audio, spirit. They're not in visual. And the uh, film we're here to talk about tonight is Belladonna of Sadness, which is a 1973 animated uh, um, movie by Ichi Yamamoto and uh, uh, stars Aiko nakayama and tatsuya nakadai and uh it is a japanese movie um uh true it is in fact andrew what could you perhaps give us a summation of the belladonna of sadness oh yes it's just um (laughs) it's your very standard um seduction of a witch by the devil Mm mm-hmm that's it. In France. <laughs> That's it, huh? I'm pretty sure I summed it up pretty handily. <laughs> Nothing more to be said than that. Nothing, um, nothing more to be said than that. That's the plot. It's <laughs> The plot is <laughs> very... Uh, yeah. So would you call this movie a musical? Um, no. <laughs> Did have a lot of music then. There is a lot of music, but I feel like um, musical carries a certain style. I wouldn't. This wouldn't be in the category of comedy slash musical. This is like more of a um, porn slash musical. Yes, it's a. <laughs> you know, it's in that thing where when genres aren't light, so they have to make up new genres for them. Yeah. Yeah, and how most like, I'm sure we've talked about most good horror gets reclassified as something else because horror is yeah, tra- no, uh, horror yeah. is a trash genre. Yeah, yeah. So it becomes a thriller, right, or something, just a, just a drama or something else. Yeah. Um. Or they put the word psychological horror. Yeah. In front right. of it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, no, but this is this is a trash movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just I call, I say it's musical because it has a driving um, psychedelic rock score. Yeah, behind the whole thing, um, frequently th- sung portions, frequent sung portions, and then there's actually long sort of music video breaks where um, there's long music video breaks where there's just sort of like imagery and music accompanying it and psychedelic art that matches like the driving like. 60 style jam jam out um so uh what else about this movie this movie had um a lot of uh rape and sexual imagery in it much more so than i expected although i probably could have found out uh its content if i had like spent more than 10 seconds looking at it yeah basically if you spend about 10 seconds like i think it's like the first paragraph of every single thing about it <laughs> yeah i mean i knew it uh i guess i didn't quite didn't click uh what i what i was called an adult whatever it was called but um yeah, yeah this is i mean this is you know practically soft core yeah or literally soft core I, I think very little of it was supposed to be titillating 
Yeah. Or maybe all of it was supposed to be titling. I don't know. But like But it's but that I think that sentence sums it up. It's that line that where it's like it wants to be one it. thing but does it succeed in it? No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where it's uh, like I it confuses ahead. sexual violence with titillation or I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say if it is doing that or if it was it's yeah. It's know, just I, poor I, execution. Yeah, if it's poor execution or if it's um there's a lot of like lingering fine. male gaze to it a lot. Yeah. I mean certainly the um uh gene or yeah, I guess gene is is drawn uh in a pinupy way. Yeah. It might it made me think of I thought of Barbarella. Yeah, yeah, Barbarella. I was going to say Bridget Bardot, Brigitte Bardot, or whatever. Especially, it was, particularly when there was like in the snowy landscape for some reason, I thought like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Barbarella. Yeah, I mean the same. It's the same sort of like thing, there, I guess. <laughs> it was like otherworldly and nudity. Yeah. Um... Uh, so this movie is very beautiful. Yes. Um, it's like drawn uh, very, the animation is very minimal. Like there's very little movement. Um, well, it's definitely drawn. Here and there. Here and there, right. Like there's, that's what I mean. There's like little bits of it here and there where there's. A lot of movement. Yeah. But um, it's very, it's very like, it's not, it's a Japanese movie, but it does not really have a manga sort of like, or an anime sort of um, art style to it. Yeah. It's very Western. I mean, there's there's definitely elements in the figures that look Japanese, but it look, also looks really like, um, sort of like the illustration work that was popular in. Um, I don't know what the movement is. The what's the what's the Oscar Wilde movement? The decadent movement. Yeah, I'm not sure the word. The word yeah. you're looking for. But there's there's a like Aubrey Beardsley. Uh, the Art Nouveau illustrators, yeah, Whistler, uh, Klimt, uh, and they're all watercolors. So it's very cool, very yeah. cool looking movie. Especially like one scene where it is like being actively watercolored. Yeah, the animation is just the watercolored, like, um, what do you call that? Stop motion, I guess. Yeah. As as a form of like actively drawing as a form of animation. Yeah, and it looks really looks really cool. And um I also really like the music for the most part. Yeah. Uh, I think it really works. So it's, I mean it's very very um it matches up with the it is um, very of that 70s psychedelic era. Yeah. It matches up with the vibe of the movie pretty well. And uh, I like, yeah, so I mean, that's definitely the two things that I like the most about this movie were the, I like, I sort of like the Satan tempts a woman type stories. Yeah. And I like the, the art, like the art was incredible in this movie. Yeah. The, it, it I think that's, like, I mean, I think that's what keeps the movie alive after all these years. Yeah, definitely. It's purely right. It's like writing a hundred percent of his. 95% on visuals. Yeah, I mean, percent on loose is, yeah. themes of empowerment that are possibly executed mm. on. Yeah. Um, so this this movie was adapted from a nonfiction book called Satanism and Witchcraft. 
So I imagine it was sort of like a generic, um, which call in Western Europe type um, book. Yeah, you know, a lot of that stuff is uh, not backed up by anthropo like real anthropological <laughs> science. But it got very. There were there were some anthropologists in the early twentieth century that wrote some stuff on it, and uh, that's sort of where I think that it, there was stuff like stuff before that and stuff after that, but that movement sort of has crystallized a certain set of facts about witches and stuff. Right. That haven't really, uh, that this just sort of like crystallized as what the, the witch is like, you know, like, like it's this, uh, like a fundamental like canon of the yeah, mythology, right. like Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's uh, so that's I mean it's I I know nothing about the book. It's by Jules Michelet. Yeah. Michelet. Yeah, this was very. It reminds me. I mean, obviously, partially it's technology, but it reminds me very much of an era of animation that I have not seen much of, but I imagine, you know, mm. like Bakshi sort of stuff, or is it Boyd Bashki? Yeah. I always forget with the Bakshi, but yeah, but his his stuff is much more animated than this. Yeah, or like all, a, he 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 did the rotoscoping stuff, or like I part I parts of this I swear were rotoscoped. They had very they had, might have been they had a very rotoscope look to them. They, yeah, I'm not quite. They definitely could have been. I don't know enough about the production of the movie, but um, like there's one part maybe, maybe with the like animated parts were hands moving along a back that like reminded me of like rotoscoping. Yeah, but it definitely comes out of the same era as Bakshi. It reminds uh, you, or, or something like Fantastic Planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm only really familiar with uh, like older animation, and then obviously stuff that's come out like not the '70s psychedelic era. Yeah, I sort of don't. I've seen uh, like I think I saw Fire and Ice, but I found it fairly boring. Um, I saw Fritz the Cat a long time ago, but I don't remember that at well. I haven't seen any of his stuff. I've only seen. No, didn't he oh, direct? Didn't he direct Cool World? I didn't see. Cool, I think cool I saw World. twenty. I'm not of, sure he did. Either. I think I saw twenty minutes of. I thought he had something to do with that. Yeah, he could have. Which I saw about and, twenty uh, minutes of. I, I, did, I have, did watch Heavy Metal a lot, so that movie. And I thought that sort of feels movie like he was bad. What's oh, that? Oh yeah, he, yeah, he directed it. He directed Cool World. Yeah. And that's I, that's just a bad movie. Cool World, yeah. I know some people like it. Or some people like it in like a, I don't know. An ironic kind of way? What, in a what? Ironic kind of way? Yeah, ironic, I guess. Or they just, I don't know. They're just wanting the for that knows. cartoon lady? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they want to yeah. fuck those noids. Or they want to be a noid that's, that that's is That's the Domino's fucked. thing. The Domino's guy's the noid. No, noids is what they call humans in that movie. Oh, that makes sense. There's no other words we have for that. But I think if you have sex with them, they make turns cartoons into humans. That's like a Roger Rabbit thing. Yeah. Like when Roger Rabbit fucks a human lady, he turns into a real rabbit. <laughs> yeah, isn't Remember when he fucks that bell and it melts? That's pretty fucked up. I don't remember that much about that movie. Yeah, he fucks a bell when it melts. That's messed he's up. He's like laughing like crazy the whole time. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so uh, I think in in that, that little discussion, we did touch on some of the stuff about the movie that doesn't work as well, which yeah. is like the general sort of uh, 
there's like this brooding nihilism that per- per- permeates the whole thing. It, you know, it really reminds me of there's a Lucio Fucci movie called The Beyond. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No. What I struck me the most about that movie, uh, you know, it's kind of got a similar thing where it's very beautiful and there's a great score, much better score The Beyond than this movie. But um, the uh, thing that struck me about it at the end of it was like, wow, this guy fucking hates, like he's so, it's so misanthropic. And this movie's not as misanthropic as The Beyond is, but it does have a real strong, like, I guess, misogyny. Or it just sort of revels in, like, the sexual violence and uh, at least in the beginning part, beginning half. Right. The, the second half, the, the sex stuff actually gets, like, near in the woods and there's, like, all those, like, pretty humorous drawings of people, like, turning into... What was your favorite one? God, I don't know. I really like the lady who opened herself out up and was full of balls. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Mine was draft dick number one with a bullet. <laughs> that guy looks so happy to have a big draft dick. <laughs> he did look happy to have a draft. Dick. He was so pleased with himself. Yeah, was, like yeah, it, there was some, like the second yeah, end, yeah. the second like that third portion of it kind of veers into this world of like sexual liberation. Yeah, but I feel like obviously not having lived through that era, it always feels like the sexual liberation comes. Is comes with questionable like side effects. Yeah, there's a. Have you ever seen the movie The Love Witch? No. Uh, that's that's a movie that really I think. I mean, who knows what it was really about? But like to me, after I watched, it, that's what I that's what I felt like it was probably about was like the the one sided nature of sexual liberation. Yeah, or like how you know. A lot of sexual liberation was like men getting what they wanted. Right. It's <laughs> like, oh, I mean? come on, you're, really you're, like... not, you're not into this? <laughs> I thought you were down with sexual liberation. Yeah. Yeah. It comes That's off. Also... It, it tends to come off okay. as skeevy, which I think it's kind of like what this film falls into sometimes. Yeah. It certainly, I felt like I was like, oh boy. Especially, especially in the first half. The second, I mean, you know, I mean, the whole thing, really, but like, especially the first half. Yeah. Or whatever, first 75%. I think what this reminded me a lot of, and then I got curious, like to test, like wonder if there was a lineage. Is there's a, it's not even recent at this point. Let me see. Um, yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. There's an anime, um, the woman called Fujiko Mine, which is this mm-hmm. like Lupin the Third adaptation. Okay. And it is also here. Let me find. I I looked for the original. Let's see. This is the opening in Japanese. It's something else that also deals in like very impressionistic and the kind of like surreal artistic styling and like heavy on sensuality and sexuality. But I think it also does a better job of giving agency to its protagonists and this movie does look oh, this series. Yeah. Well, it's like a, yeah. 12 episode series or something it is very uh art wise pretty similar yeah this is this is also the opening the whole series does not look exactly like this but it's like done in this kind of style or it has this kind of feeling throughout mm. but also the director of the series is uh, sayo yamamoto so i thought i'm like wait a minute are they related that would have been a weird lineage thing yeah Weird this is like her most like out there production. 
but I don't know. I like her at work a lot. Seems like the guy who did this was involved with a uh, space battleship Yamato. Yeah, I saw that. I've never seen space battleship Yamato. I've seen some of it. Yeah, he also did like I think I think he also did like the, the Tezuka like kid friendly oh, yeah. stuff, like Astro Kimba. Boy. Kimba. Interesting. Yeah. I really like the woman who called Fujiko Mine. Okay. That's just an offshoot of a thing that I was thinking of while I was watching this. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the... Uh, well, I guess... I, I, can see the, I can see the line there. There's obviously more... There's also more animation to it. It's not... Yeah. But very, like, painterly backgrounds. Well, I guess it has backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. 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 This 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 movie definitely had a feel like, like I was watching it. And it didn't. You know, I don't think like the um, it didn't feel cha- It didn't feel like it was challenging you. You know what I mean? Or right. that there was any like real point to the stuff that was happening, other than like, you know, look how much look how much horror we can rack on this woman. Yeah. Before, before her, I guess we get to the end of the movie. I wonder how much, and I wonder this sometimes, and how much of it is the fact comes from the fact that um, I think at least in America, of the of the foreign imports, Japan is not seen as seen as one of the art imports, you know. In the same Japan? way we may, yeah, in the same way we may view France or something, mm-hmm. as when we import culture from there is very, oh, you know. As artsy import stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that for a while it was. Uh, like when you, the Kurosawa movies, even though in Japan they're more like popcorn movies. Right. When, we were, when we, they imported them here, they were up there with Ingmar Bergman and stuff. Okay. I don't think it got until it was until the, whenever the 70s or the 80s, whenever it started to be like, you know, you get to see things like Space Battleship Yamato and. I think Astro, I, I Astro think Boy it says and, a um, in like a post like anime in the West yeah. world. I think G- it's uh, Battle of the Planets, and I think it's kind of shifted what culturally how culturally we view what comes out of Japan. Yeah, I think that's exactly. It's just like you know, I think the audience. It's more. I think it's more. It was eclipsed, the, right? The, you know. Yeah, I think that the, the the audience for the Japanese art movies and stuff. I don't think really went away. I think it's probably just there's so many more people who like anime. Yeah, so know. then if you, when you get something, you get a weird anime that comes out, I think it can sometimes garner extra attention because people are so used to it seeing like a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. That it, that it may, that you might think, oh, this is really cool, but also is it skating by or is it getting extra attention because of people's own expectations of the medium? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I. That said, this it still was a very cool movie to watch. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I recommend watching it on headphones with a friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> by yourself, like each, or I would, you know, by myself. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Uh, what would you say my initial idea. assessment of when you said you were going to watch this movie is a movie I would watch but not tell you guys I watched. 
Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't think it's really anything to be ashamed or embarrassed about. It's not... Uh, but it's it, not even pornography, you know? But, it, like, it... it, it I get, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I 100%. I, I definitely know what you're saying there when you say that, though. Yeah. I think it's a movie I would be like, oh, I saw this sweet movie. Yeah. Because I, I would feel comfortable saying that to people because... It looks awesome, and I know no one's going to watch it, so. <laughs> so the more questionable elements you don't have to worry about. Yeah, I don't really have to, they don't, no one really has to interrogate the the rest, you know, like the whole thing. The, the thieves. I mean, this is a great movie. This, like, I'm going to go on, like, Tumblr after this and search for pictures from the movie because there's some imagery that I just thought was fucking awesome. Yeah. But not a movie I would ever want to watch again, personally. Yeah. As a as a collection of images is an art, I would say this movie holds up better as a collection of images in an art piece. Than, yeah, I would almost buy an art book of this. Then perhaps a film. Yeah, I mean, oh. maybe leave out some of the rapier stuff. Yeah, which I mean, they at least they tried something with those scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool uh, visual effects. Like it's not you're not seeing. It's not like a super. I don't know if I want to say it's not graphic. Right, but it's not the same. It's it's not graphic though. It's not graphic rape. Like you see some nudity, but you don't see like there's the I think the the combination of the sound and the yeah imagery it, moving and stuff might make it a little bit more graphic. But it's not you're not seeing like it's penetration. not it's not realistic graphicness, but it no in a way creates almost. Doesn't mean it's not, it's almost more graphic in how it evokes in what it seeks to evoke. Yeah. Just just because it's not explicit doesn't mean it's not upsetting, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. Surrealism can be upsetting. Yeah. And you know, this isn't this is not even this is not a exceptionally upsetting movie, but also it's just also kind of unpleasant after a while. Yeah. Until it's not as unpleasant eventually. Until everyone's like, just having a good time. Well, I, you know, I, that's the part of the witch story that's that's cool is like when the, when the witch embraces, you know, there's only a few movies, I guess, like this, but when the witch embraces her power or whatever and he uses Satanism, the topple patriarchy. Yeah, exactly. If you believe, which I think is a not unreasonable uh, uh, belief to have, if you believe that um, the world is uh, ordered incorrectly you know yeah if uh like it's fundamentally a broken and unfair place and a witch is someone who's like almost definitionally opposed to the way things are then it's hard not to have sympathy with the witch yeah and the radical outside force that brings change yeah exactly exactly that offers you a chance to fight against the like the entrenched power structures I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that's Belladonna of Sadness. Yes. Do we have any ad breaks this time, Andrew? Oh, no. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool. Well, I was going to try to keep these to a half an hour anyway. Okay. Because I felt like the last one, I was like editing it for like so fucking long. <laughs> I was like, what is this, an RPG podcast? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that's cool. Also, sometimes, like, when I can't see you, 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a different energy. <laughs> different. It feels more like you're on a radio doing it, radio booth doing an ad. Yeah. No, I'm not that kind of guy. So, um... Oh, did you forget, Matt, did you watch any horror movies between our last... Go for- yeah, I did. Well, let me, let me, um... Uh, me I, I wanted to be that guy. I tricked you and I, I upended you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I've watched... Well, what, what this did remind me quite a bit of... Yeah. ...is the most recent season of Castlevania. Okay. Um, Castlevania season three. I know that there's a quote from Warren Ellis calling it the psychedelic horror season. And I think there's a lot of similarities. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. Did you say... Oh, where did you get this... What list did you get this movie from? Do you remember? Oh, my God. I'm sure I could dig it out. If you don't remember, don't worry about it. It was someone's Twitter, and I know... Yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it while we're talking. Um, yeah also um, I don't know if you're setting me up for this or not but I also watched the uh, wonderful dancing movie Veronica I wasn't setting up for that <laughs> she's a, you weren't uh, no I was just doing what you usually do we ask you know horror between then and now yeah it was a, it's a wonderful horror anthology which is oh it's I an think, anthology uh, yeah it's three stories ooh um I, I literally cannot tell you anything about it without ruining the fun of watching it. I don't think. Other than the things I've said. But it is truly fucking out there. And uh, truly terrible. But in the best way. A real one hand making one hand in the kitchen kind of deal? <laughs> yeah, two. <laughs> Needed a couple more hands in the kitchen. I think it's Danzig and all of Danzig's friends are the actors. Wait, Danzig is an actor? No, Danzig's not in it. Okay, but does wait? Is but is Danzig in the movie? Is Danzig in the movie? No, he's not in the movie. Okay, because um, I feel the two are not. So I found this. Uh, they found that I got this movie. The reminded of the existence of this movie on uh, unquietthings.com slash cinema in exile. Oh, okay. And um, I like that. I... Okay, good. Keep going. And uh, I got it on the Twitter of the artist John Coltart. I was going to say that before I ever saw this movie, I was almost certainly going to like it, it occupy the same headspace as Valerie in a Week of Wonders. Which, I've never seen it. Which Valerie is the Week first thing on here. Yeah, that first screenshot. Yeah. yeah. Which um, is a surrealist sexual film as well. Um, yeah, uh, actually the picnic at hanging rock, which is right underneath that is a movie that I was going to suggest we watch as like, uh, one of the last of our folk horror movies. I know we're kind of, we're kind of off it with this one. Yeah. Um, I was going to suggest we do picnic at hanging rock next. And then after that, you know, maybe we'll put it on hold until we can watch. Don't look now. Right. Isn't that the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this list though, it's also got, um, the Lair of the White Worm, which is fucking awesome. And Burnt, uh, Burnt Offerings. Is that the one with Oliver Reed? I think Burnt Offerings has Oliver Reed and Betty Page in it. No, I'm not Betty Page. <laughs> uh, Betty Davis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 
I don't think Betty Page did much acting. Yeah. So anyway, cool list. I'll try to remember to put it in the uh, actual an actual link. The show notes. Yeah. Not just the link such that I can the, see. Such as they are. Oh yeah, I should probably grab that other link. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so I was actually I was planning on doing the Patreon thing this this time, but I think uh, it just feels weird to ask for money right now. Right. So I'll just I'll just say that we have a Patreon, and then just say wait till next month to actually start talking about it. Yeah, it's just, it's it's it or maybe the launched. next month or the next month. Yeah, it was soft launched a couple of months ago, um, just to get everything in order. Yeah, and I figured we'd let it percolate. Well, before we talked about it, and now uh, the outside world's doing some percolating. We'll just forget about it. I watch so your we'll stuff let... too, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's hear about it. Um, last time you, last time you gave me a long speech about how recommending stuff was for fucking nerds or whatever. So, I'm not recommending any of the things I watched. I'm oh, okay. just saying just that I watched things. <laughs> okay, there's a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I finally hooked up something that can play Blu-rays. Uh huh. So I watched Silence of the Lambs. That's an excellent movie. And I finally watched, got around to watching the third season of Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, how was that? I have not seen it. I liked it a lot. It's. I've gotten uh, one more episode into season two. I'm trying to. I'm so I'm on like I'm in the mid tens or something like that. So okay. I gotta finish that up. Did they solve the core mystery yet? They solved the core mystery yeah, at the beginning. Of the who beginning killed of Laura season. Palmer? Yeah. Now you solved it like. Two years ago, or whatever, when the last time I wa- last time I watched it, and then nice. uh, now you're in for the f- now you're in for the good stuff. <laughs> Am I? Well, I don't know. I, it it depends on your perspective. I think I do want to get to Firewalk with me, and then the last season. The last season is fascinating, especially if you view it in the world where now prestige television is a thing. Hmm. It does not seem to care about the concept of prestige television good <laughs> if that i'm makes a little sense. tired of prestige television personally like like you watching you start to feel like the very like week-to-week plot driven formula of prestige television mm-hmm. and twin peaks as a unique television event or season three or the return or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm doesn't give a shit about any of that. It's not really concerned with being a TV series. My my impression of it as it was coming out, I didn't watch it, but my impression of, that, of people's reactions to it were um, that uh, everyone watched the first episode. Uh, you know, less people watched each, each episode after that until I think somewhere in the middle, no one was watching it anymore except for a few people who really liked it. And then the people who watched it to the end were like, this is like one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. One episode is just like fucking half of it is just pure surreality. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> the kind of thing. Do you have to kind of watch it to? Uh, yeah. To, yeah. But yeah. Also, I mean, if you've seen the David Lynch movie, Mm-hmm. You kind of know yeah, what that guy's deal is. Yeah. So there's a lot of like uh, Patrick Stewart doing war and stuff like that. And 
Yeah, a lot of worms. Yeah. Sting with no pants on. Yeah, no pa- no need for pants. He's Sting. No need for shirts. Just that big V. <laughs> She's known... I don't know if it was ever sold, but I, I at some point I had acquired off the internet a PDF of Mobius's, that Mobius Jodorowsky document. Yeah. For their Doom Dune movie. Like, there's, there's, yeah, that's been around. Or bits of it have been anyway. Yeah. I have the full one. That's cool. Presumably. Oh, it's all images. It's not even a PDF. Got that on eBay? No, I don't know where it came from. Oh, okay. It came from the internet for some reason. Oh, no, I said it's all images. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, maybe so. And they're all like differently named. I wonder if someone just like called together everything they could. Mm. Like some have like something like Tumblr posts. Oh. This is some say like you know Mobius one, Mobius two. Some say Tumblr and then like a Tumblr image identifier. Yeah. So some just like everyone took, he just went hunting for every possible. Um. Uh, image from that and yeah just put it on there i didn't actually look at it i just downloaded it quickly but yeah man i i like that show a lot but i i think i've talked enough about and that's that's <laughs> another thing that i wonder if it counts as horror or not twin peaks yeah yeah i mean there's that shit with the fucking spirit guy. What's his name? Gary or whatever the fuck. Bob. Is. What is his name? Bob. Yeah, there we go. He's pretty fucking scary. When he's got um, Leon or what the fuck's the father's name? Leland. Leonard. Leland. Leland Palmer. When he's when he's possessed, Leland Palmer. Uh, and that and that part that 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 string of episodes that's pretty fucked up. The whole thing with Laura Palmer is pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's that's the thing though. I would... I know after that it goes on so i often wonder i think that i mean we might have discussed it in general about like whether his work is david lynch's work is considered horror yeah i don't know i think that i don't know what twin peaks is considered because he definitely deals in i don't know like horrific elements of humanity hmm I don't. I don't know that I've ever heard him described as a horror director. Right. That's why I wonder, or if he is one of those horror, one of those directors, but because, you know, you don't you don't stick him in the 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 bad horror genre area. You know. Yeah, I don't. He definitely. Yeah, I I don't think I would put him in the horror genre in general. But it's also like kind of a. My feeling on the genre thing is like pointless. If you want, if you want to, yeah, exactly. If you want, if you want to be horror, then it's horror. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I consider that that stretches Twin Peaks episodes to be horror. Yeah. But I don't know about other stuff. Certainly not the rest of uh, Twin Peaks. Right. Well, let's put a cap on this podcast at least right now. Okay. Since we're kind of just like. We're going off on other stuff at this point. Yeah, we're at 35. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want to miss a podcast, you can leave a rating or review on iTunes. Uh, you can join our mailing list or you can like us on Facebook. 
can follow me on Twitter at the Water Method. You can follow Andrew at Pizza Pranks. Andrew's website is pizzapranks.itch.io. Uh, anything you want to say about that, Andrew? Yeah, buy Indiepocalypse for fifty. Buy Indiepocalypse ten, for fifteen dollars. Ten developers each month. It's a zine about indie games. I'm gonna keep doing it whether people buy it or not. Ain't no stopping I me. A, I think it's a cool thing. I think zines in general are like some of my favorite things. So. And each one comes with an actual zine. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I I have one next to me right now. One of the print copies. Uh, can you hold that up for the microphone so everyone can see? Yeah, it? here you go. Okay, perfect. It looks pretty good, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll link that in the show notes as well. I think I usually do anyway. Yeah. But uh, I like when the artists send their own <laughs> pages. That way I don't have to do them. Is that something they do? Yeah, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't, and I just have to, like, figure it out. They're like, here's the images of the text. Figure it out. And sometimes it's, like, fun, but I'm also not a graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like doing stuff like that. So some definitely turn out better than others. Can you hear me flipping through pages? Yep, I feel like I'm, in, I feel like I'm reading a zine with you. It's yeah. like I'm sitting on your lap while you read me a zine. Uh, and it's international one of these developers is from France it's a wild world alright that's enough for this <laughs> um, so uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 508-817-3408 we'll play it back on the show our theme music is a swan lake dub by Dubology and you can get all this information Show notes on www.wdhr.com.